Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. DC Universe, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 36. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading over to BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. I am your co-host from the Garden State, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter M. Vera, and today we're recording on March 27th, 2021. And as always, we have a good show for you today. But before we get into good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. The winner for last month has yet to claim his prize. Uh, you got to track us down. We're not going to track you down. So make sure you hit up our email or hit us up on social media and make sure you get that prize, uh, Jimbo. I, for, I forget what your actual handle is, but you know it was mentioned last episode. So make sure you uh, you do that. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the only man to win Belmont while riding an ostrich, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Q. Holzman. Hello, Pete. Oh, the ostrich. You You brought up the ostrich. I I didn't know two-legged animals could enter Belmont, much less something other than a horse, but you did it. And you won in amazing fashion. Well, the crazy thing about this one is since ostriches aren't as heavy as horses, even though they are heavy, I was only seven years old when I did this. Ah. Uh, It's a pretty remarkable time for me. At that age, you were probably the same size as a normal jockey. (laughs) I was kind of a small kid. I know that's hard to believe, but uh, I was kind of a smallish kid. At that time in my life, I did not love food like I do now. So I was pretty thin, and it was just perfect that I was able to fit on the ostrich. And they are some pretty cool animals, let me just tell you. They're also good to eat, by the way. I'm not to be I've disgusting eat, or gross. I've never eaten an ostrich. Oh, yes. you can I'd be have, down to, though. If you go to Bear Burger, I don't know if you've been to a Bear Burger, but if you ever no. do go there, they have ostrich pet on burgers. You can get them there. Um, you also could buy ostrich steak if you want. You could get a steak made of ostrich. Uh, I don't know. I why think I'm, the most exotic bird i've eaten is quail quail is okay i like quail it was good i'll eat i I pretty much like anything except for liver i don't like liver and that uh, unless it's chopped liver my my buddy's mother mike uh my mike my mike (laughs) my buddy mike his mother mother yes yeah Uh, she makes great chopped liver and uh fantastic she really got me hooked on chopped liver so i love that i just don't like the look of it like yeah. chopped liver, I guess. Yeah, you could get chopped by. liver was good. But actual, if you ever get like liver and onions, like a liver steak, yeah, like that. Uh, like that, I can't do that. But that chopped liver, I was into. I was like, I was like, I tried it. She kept. She's like, she's like, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. The chopped liver is great. You're gonna love this. Michael loves this, and I was like, okay. And uh, <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've had the only thing I've ever had, um, like snuck in on me meat wise is venison. Um, first time I had venison, it was I didn't know I was eating it. My brother though went hunting. He caught it. My sister cooked me a burger with chopped venison, and I didn't know. Oh. And no good. And, uh, no, I liked it. Okay, I did, I did like I've it. Actually, it's been on my to do list. I can't find it. Like I gotta, I gotta find somewhere I can get venison. You'd probably have to go directly to a butcher. Yeah. To find it, I know. We're, again, here's our tangent. We're starting early this week. Let's but, get uh, it out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah, we're tangenting now. So, guys, yes, this is. The Geekly News for March 27th, um, we have a good show slated for you. So we're going to be going through a lot of different uh, castings. I mean, that's pretty much what's been going on since, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, Pete, I don't believe we've talked about on Straight Outta Gotham. I think we did that on the Iceberg Lounge. I've talked about it enough. I know you've talked about it. I've, <laughs> I've also talked about it on other shows as well. So. We've done a four-hour live stream about it. Like if, you want to, like, if you want to hear our thoughts, it's there. Yeah, guys, and I want to thank again everyone who took part in the Iceberg Lounge that night. It was a long four-hour show, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And we had differing opinions, people on both sides of the of the line, people who loved it, people who were eh, people who didn't like it. 
me. Well, I didn't I don't, say that. I don't want to sound like I didn't like it. I actually really right. like the movie. So right. like, I'm just, I'm tired of talking about it to be yeah. honest with you. So just really quickly though, thank you to all the guys, obviously the vigilantes and, and um, the nerd room and uh, Javi was on and Josh Lagern was on and, if I miss anyone, I'm sorry, but we had a bunch of people on and it was a lot of fun to discuss. Shout out to Zeddy. We all love Zeddy. Yeah. Shout out to Zeddy. And, uh, definitely got, we love doing that. So next time, who knows what we'll do next time for iceberg lounge, but we will be doing another one. And guys, as you, well, you can't see, but Pete's actually wearing a straight out of Gotham tonight, an SOG tonight shirt while we record this. And you They're can on T public. Yeah. Yes. You can find all of our merchandise on T public. Uh, if you want to support us and help us out a little bit, Go over there, Lugs, buy laptop cases, all kinds of stuff. Iceberg Lounge logo, SOG logo. Yeah. Got a bunch of stuff up there. Yep. And SOG tonight. So you have every kind of logo that we have is up there for you guys to, mm-hmm. to buy in whatever form you want. Like Pete was saying, there's all different kinds of, of, you know, there's cases and even masks. They even, we even have, even have masks for, for COVID mm-hmm. there. So medical masks. So check those out as well. So. All right, so let's get into the good stuff, Pete. Let's get into the meat of the show. And we will start because this movie seems to just be growing more and more by the week, I feel like. We get new news about this film every week. And, of course, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Flash movie or Flashpoint, whatever it's going to be. And first, we heard um, a couple weeks ago that Kiersey Clemens is going to come back to play Iris West in the flash movie. Now, obviously we know as since we've seen Zack Snyder's justice league, we got a snapshot of Kiersey Clemens as Iris West in um, Zack Snyder's justice league. So I, um, this is a casting that when I first heard, I didn't know who she was. I remember when I first, they first cast, Same. Her, I didn't know who she was, but apparently she's got a little bit of a following from people. So yeah. Yeah. So people, pe- Oh, go go, ahead, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, it just it seems like everyone's like you know, I I learn about act as we go down this, and I'll say this probably multiple times. But I learned about actors and actresses through comic book movies. Uh, <laughs> that's that that's how I I, I fill out my stuff because you know once they get cast in my movie, I I go out in the backlog and uh, like the prime example is like Aaron Eckhart when he got cast as Harvey Dent Two Face in Dark Knight. That summer, he had a movie uh, like him and I think it was Catherine Zeta Jones, where they were doing something in a restaurant. He worked in a restaurant, and yep. it was a rom com chick flick, and everyone made fun of me for going seeing it. But I'm like, well, this guy's gonna be Harvey Dent. Let me see what this guy's got. Mm-hmm. It was a cool movie. It was it was all right. I, I didn't I didn't you know I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was good, and I was glad I was able to see it and get a, an eye for what this guy can do. And that's kind of like where I come from for this. And you know, I, I, uh, Kirstie Clemens was in Dope, and I liked the I liked that movie. And yeah. you know, obviously, like. You see why she was cast. She, you know, like when Fama Yu was attached to that movie, uh, uh, attached to The Flash, he directed Dope. And exactly. So it kind of makes sense that he and Snyder talked. I was like, hey, look, this is the girl I want. And Snyder's like, cool, I'll, I'll put her in my movie, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and I was like, oh, wow, I dig this movie. And uh, I was like, cool, like I like this actress and uh, I'm interested to see more of her. And I think, you know, as long as her and Ezra have good chemistry, I'm, I'm sure it'll be, uh, you know, a match made in the speed force. <laughs> so, you know, I'm happy she's coming back. Um, her little cameo in a uh, Snyder cut was nice. Uh, you know, crazy hot dog and pocket aside, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was into it and she seems like a great actress and everyone seems to love her. So, you know, I'm excited to see this. Yeah. I mean, when you do um, indie films first, like she obviously dope and hearts beat loud. Those are two indie films. I know she did. Um, and then you, you start to segue into more major studio stuff. I know she was in, um, Lady and the Tramp, Disney's most recent yes, Lady and the Tramp. So when you start to do that, there's kind of a, you don't do that unless people like you or they think you're good. So you're, start, she's starting to cross over into more mainstream, into more, uh, big budget films. And, um, like you said, we saw her in Zack Snyder's Justice League it was a very small part. She didn't say anything really. <laughs> she was, she mostly talked to her car. Right. <laughs> so like, we didn't really get much of her, but um, you're right. They looked like they had pretty good chemistry on screen in the, in the short slow-mo, the really slow-mo scene that we got of them too. I can't even judge the chemistry between the two of them. Ezra had great chemistry with the dogs. I yeah. <laughs> Kiersey, I, I, I don't even think that was actually Kiersey in that scene, to be honest with you. It was yeah. probably something else but um yeah no i'm just excited everyone seems to be raving about her and you know she was she was it was a question of whether she's gonna be in the movie or not because of scheduling conflicts which we'll we'll talk about with another actor in the film 
uh, coming up. But, you know, I'm just I'm happy it worked out. And like I said, everyone seems to love her and I haven't heard anything negative about her performance wise. So, you know, let's do it. Uh, I'm sure if Muccietti had an issue with her as an actress, he wouldn't have her in his movie. And I'm all for it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing her in an you know do more than just what she did, obviously in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And mm-hmm. um, that's hey, if she works out, I guess you got to give Zack credit for that as well, right? He's cast, he's done a very good job casting. I'll just say that. Who do you give credit for that? Like, so. I I feel like, like I said earlier, like I think that's a fama you were casting. Like I think I think Rick will get a producer credit on this movie because he I think he cast her in the role. Like I'll, I'll be I'll be interested to see what happens, but you know. It, I think that's actually a Famuyiwa casting that, you know, he kind of was like, hey, Zach, we got to have my, if you're going to have Iris, I, this is my Iris. All right. Yeah, I don't remember that, but you're probably right. You you have a better memory than I do. So, <laughs> so you're probably right about that. So I would definitely defer to you there. But if that's the case, then yeah, maybe we'll see his name show up in the credits for, for Flashpoint when it's done. So moving on, we gain... Um, we gain a, a parent for Barry and we lose a parent and then we gain a new parent. So I'll explain what this means, guys. Please um, do. Don't confuse. <laughs> so The Flash also has cast uh, someone to play Nora Allen. It's Maribel Verdu. I'm sorry if I say mm-hmm. her name wrong. She's a Spanish actress. She was in E, e Tu Mama Tambien. And, great movie. Yes. And Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Another great movie. Yes. So she will be taking the, um, the role of Nora Allen. And additionally... We are losing Billy Crudup as Henry Allen. Now, again, Henry Allen, we just saw him in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Billy Crudup played, uh, obviously, Barry's father. And they're scheduling conflicts because he's doing uh, Apple TV's The Morning Show. Mm -hmm. So he could not um, shoot and be Henry Allen for Flash, the Flash film. So we're losing him. So, Pete, what do you think about Maribel Verdu and about losing Billy Crudup? Uh, I, about gaining Maribel, I think, I think it's great. Uh, I saw, I remember I watched E2 Mama Tambien in a foreign film class in college and, uh, I, I absolutely loved it. You know, that was really cool. There's a nice coming of age story. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. I yeah, really it was a good that. film. And then I love Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, love Del Toro. So like, she's just a solid actress. And, you know, I, I mean, to be brutally honest, I, I don't, just because of the nature of the role, I don't know how much of the movie she's really going to be in. <laughs> right. But we all know the story of Barry Allen, the tragic uh, loss of his mother. Yes. And how his father was essentially framed for the murder of his mother. So, you know, it's it's weird because even I, I almost expected Billy Crudup to be in the movie when he was attached to it as much as uh, Nora, right? Because yeah. like, because yeah. it's already established th- through Justice League, whichever version you watch, that uh, Henry Allen is in prison. Yes. Serving out his sentence. So I, I can't imagine he's going to be in there too long. Uh, he's, he's not going to, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to be in the movie too long. So I'm sure we'll get a flashback or two, but I don't think anything really, I don't know, more than like a couple minutes to be brutally honest. Um, but um it's sad. Crudup is Crudup's a great actor, and uh, you know we were able to see a little bit more of him in Snyder Cut, and that was that was appreciated. Uh, he's fantastic, even in Justice League 2017. I thought he was it was very well acted, and the chemistry between him and Ezra was great. Um, the as was in Snyder Cut, so it's kind of a bummer. Um, but we you know we did get uh, Ron Livingston, right? Yes, I was going to go there next. So, so like I, like I said. Yes, like I said, we gain a parent, we lose a parent, and then we gain another one. Ron Livingston will be replacing Billy Crudup as Henry Allen in the Flash movie. And Ron Livingston, as everyone knows, most famously from Office Space, that's what most people, at least in my age demographic, would know him from. Mm -hmm. As you know as well, after just binging Sex in the City, he also was on Sex in the City. Mr. Jack Berger. Yes, And he was in The Conjuring. Yes, he was in The Conjuring. Um, He's been on Boardwalk Empire. Um, you know, he's been, he's been around people. If you see this guy, he was in swingers. Uh, like if you see him, you know, him. like he's a Check guy out his IMDb. Yeah. Cause you're like, Oh wow. He's popped up in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think of the big movies that people who listen to our show would know. Uh, so that's why I said swingers and movies like that. But yeah, you know him. He's been around. I love the casting. Um, he's a very versatile actor. He's, he could do comedy. He could do straight roles. Like he's very, very, um, versatile in, in his ability. So 
it's sad to see Billy Crudup go because I'm a big fan of his. And I do think like when I watch the scenes from in both Justice League, I think his scenes are very good. Like you said, very well yeah. done. They have really good chemistry. So it would have been nice to see how that goes in Flashpoint. Like you said, we don't know how much he'll be in the film. <laughs> he would have been in the film. But um, we don't. This is like you said, it's a flashback kind of thing. So we'll we'll probably see a little bit more of him. Well, now Ron Livingston in the role of Henry Allen. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Crudup is a slightly better actor than yes. Livingston. Like yeah. this doesn't bother me, because, uh, like you said, I think I think Livingston is a good actor, and uh, you know I don't expect. Well, the, while the importance of Henry Allen looms large over over Barry and his motivations, uh, I don't expect Henry Allen to be in the movie so much. You know, like right, he wasn't even really in the. He was in. You know, he had a few uh, appearances in the TV show, but like it's you know he's kind of the reason for the Flash, but he's not really you know, the driving force, I, I feel like, you know, he's he, at least in, in stories because right. he's, he's constantly in prison. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mind this casting. Uh, like I said, I have, a, I'm a big fan of Muccietti. I really trust this guy's eye for talent because like you going back to it and he, he casted the hell out of that movie. Those kids are great. And I think if you can cast kids, you know, and this one goes out to Justin because he complains about child actors all the time. You know, if you can cast really good child actors, I think you can cast adults even one just as well. And uh, so yeah. I really have a lot of faith in Muccietti. And it's it's not a bad casting. It just stinks. You know, we gain Iris because of scheduling conflicts clearing up and then we lose <laughs> Henry because of scheduling conflicts arising. And right. it's just like, hey, that's Hollywood. Everyone's trying to work. <laughs> so, yeah, it's mean- a bummer, though. Like, don't you think that like Crudup would be like, hey, look, like I shouldn't he know that this Flash movie is scheduled like they start filming next month that's true so it's 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 interesting that this issue arose well maybe he tried to maybe he tried to get out like or to make time for it and he just couldn't i don't know the demand for this show that he's he's doing on apple tv like i, I mean, don't maybe know they, maybe they paid him more money i mean for well the yeah that's usually the bottom line is that this more right. money and it's probably a bigger role right like we're talking about the role's not that big so yeah. if you're gonna cut out something you cut out the smaller role then I go back to like 97 when Clooney was filming ER and Batman and Robin simultaneously. So it's like, yeah, hey, that's Hollywood life, I guess. Yeah. Clooney, Clooney seems like a different animal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, different kind, different kind of actor and direct. Now he does everything. So he's just, just a different kind of guy. But I think it's cool just adding these all together now that, you know, we're really, be, you're, you're really getting a shape of the film. Um, like we got all that casting last summer, obviously of the bigger names, um, we should point out as well, and I don't, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but Michael Keaton also said <clears throat> he's kind of teasing that he might not be in it. <laughs> uh, I hope to God that's not true. I know, I, everyone, right? A lot of people are calling BS on that. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that that comes, uh, that turns out to be true. But we also, also in, uh, in the, I think it was the variety article, uh, Ian Lowe, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name has been cast as young Barry Allen. And I'm yes. looking at pictures and I'm like, this kid could pass for Ezra Miller's yes. younger brother. Yeah. yeah. So again, like if Muccietti, Muccietti can cast kids. So I got no problem with this casting. He doesn't have like a long IMDB page. He's got three acting credits. <laughs> America's next top YouTuber, Franklin, and literally right before Aaron. So those are his acting credits. Uh, not a huge filmography, but his career is just starting out. He seems yes. to, I feel like this kid was born in like, I have no idea. Yeah. He looks Two, really young. Yeah. 2005. <laughs> no. So congratulations on uh, being cast as young Barry Allen. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're getting a lot of news about this film, which I remember we, we used to talk and you used to say, Eric, this movie's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I used to say, no, I think it is. I think we're going to get one. I thought it was jinxed. I really yeah. did. And now we're getting like, we're not only getting casting, we're getting like rounded out casting. Like we're getting actual key players to finally be fall into place. So the flash, um, when is it slated to come out? I always forget. 2022. Is it next year? I thought so. All right. Let me well, check the Google. Yeah, we can check on that. But I'm just happy that it's finally going to happen because it, it does sound like this is going to be a really, really good movie. Uh, November Christina, 4th, 2022. All right, there we go. So, and Christina Hosen's penning it. Yeah. Um. So like we have, I think we have a really, really good uh, movie coming. And this is, uh, the more new, the more content, the more news we get about this stuff. It's just awesome. So 
There you go, guys. We have we had a couple of flash castings to go over for you. We have more casting flash to talk next. about. Yes, yes. What's, flash what's next? What's next? So yes, yeah, so our other one of our other favorite movies that we we both really like Shazam, obviously, also with a with a lightning bolt. <laughs> so we have another lightning bolt guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. we cast some. They cast a very famous Oscar winning actress and Helen Mirren, Dame Helen Mirren. I believe she is a dame. I may. If I'm saying that wrong to my English, our English fans, I'm sorry, but I believe she is. And, sorry, Tom. Yeah, sorry, Tom. And she will be playing Hespera, a daughter of Atlas, in Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Now, this is a villain role. Um, and as there's no DC counterpart for Hespera, so she's obviously like we were talking beforehand. You said she's a, probably an amalgam of a bunch of people. Um, so we're getting Helen Mirren now, Pete. You told me before you're not too familiar with her work. So do you have any questions for me on? <laughs> on yeah, who is she? What should I watch? <laughs> uh, you know, what, what, like, you know, I'm, I need the IMDb. That's okay. what I need. I, like I said, for fun movies, uh, the I forget which Fast and the Furious. I don't think it was the last one. I think it's the two before that. You can watch those. If you want to see her, I like at her master craft, definitely watch The Queen. That's the um, the movie she won the Academy Award for where she plays Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. and the stories about Queen Elizabeth during the time of Princess Diana's death. Okay. Um, so they go into that. Uh, that's definitely, um, that's definitely the role I would watch to say, okay, this is her and her best. She's excellent. She's been in red, which is also another comic book film. I know you said mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, but she was in that as well with Bruce Willis and I'm forgetting the rest of the cast, but she's in that as well. So definitely check those movies out. But uh, this is really good news. I mean, anytime you get an actor of her caliber to be in this kind of yeah. a film. Everyone says that. Yeah, it's really, really good news. So, Oh, she was Mrs. Tingle. Okay, there you go. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Okay, so I've seen <laughs> one movie. <laughs> See, I haven't seen that one, so it's good that you've seen it. So, Wow, she was she was pretty bad. I mean, as, as a not bad actress, but as like a bad character. <laughs> that's the Katie Holmes vehicle, right? Uh, I man, was I haven't seen the movie that? in so long. Hold on, I'll pull it up. I don't remember. I believe I'm looking at the IMDb, so it's popping up. Let's see, Teaching Mrs. Tingle from 1999. I believe uh, she was. I believe that's the Katie yes, Holmes. Yes, Katie Holmes. There we Katie go. Holmes. Right. Yeah, that was when Katie Holmes was at the height of her powers. So and Vivica A. Fox, check that out. Yeah, I gotta rewatch this. So yeah, she was. That's when Katie Holmes was off coming off of Dawson's Creek and she was, you know, at the height of go, I think was out at that time. She was very much at the height of love her, go. Her okay. Game. Yeah. So, yeah. So Helen Mirren guys, this, like I said, this is a fantastic casting. I love it. She, she could do no wrong to me, whatever she's in. I, I usually mm-hmm. like her in. So, but Pete definitely check her out, check her out. So yeah. you get comfortable with her work. Um, from what I've, I've been hearing is that the three witches are going to play a part in this movie. And I think uh, obviously Mirren will be, Probably the the head witch, and then I think Ziegler. Well, did I say her name right? Rachel Ziegler. Ziegler, Ziegler, yeah. Ziegler. I think uh, she she's also another witch. So that's those are the rumors going around, and this is really cool because I feel like this really plays into Sandberg's wheelhouse more so than the first film. Like we got little bits of horror in the first movie. Yes. Right. I think that if you do these witches, uh, this element really is more his style. Um, he, he, check out like he's telling you guys check out lights out it's a fantastic ghost story it's creepy um uh you know I, look for something like that i think uh i think that's what we'll get with the with these witches and uh you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see what billy gets tempted with mm-hmm. right we were talking off air yeah uh what could tempt a young teenage boy uh <laughs> so maybe <laughs> it leans towards something like that well yes well the article does explain, um, we found that this was on the wrap. So just so everyone knows, you, the article we we're reading, uh, we're getting this from is from the wrap. The article does explain that Hespera is one of Hesperides, the so-called Daughters of the Evening. Now, in our time, Daughters of the Evening means something uh, <laughs> um, along maybe the prostitution line. Like that's how when I hear Daughters of the Evening, that's what I think of. I don't know the Greek myth, um, the story from Greek mythology, so I have no idea. But that's where my mind goes. So like you said... Teenage boy, temper. love, lust, stuff like that. Yes, yeah, so it's possible that this is the way we're going here uh, with this film, and it, it, and 
Helen Mirren is older, yes, but I'm sure she would be able to handle this very delicately. So um, it's going to be cool to see how this plans out. And like I said, you add when you add someone like this to a movie like this, it just it, it um, raises the bar. So a lot of great actors being cast in DC movies this uh, these past couple of days. Really is, man. We're really getting, which is good for the brand. Like it's really good for the entire brand. So the fact yeah. we're getting all of these these high level actors to come in and play, and we're getting some, you know, they're also getting some younger actors who are be, being given their shot. So you're getting kind of both, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and we haven't even got to Eric's favorite actor cast. We haven't. Not yet. Oh, we haven't. No, we have not. We have not. We're getting there soon, but I'm going to go. We'll go from Shazam. We'll go to the sea now. We're going to go to the sea. And of course, we know Aquaman 2. First, we'll start by saying it's supposed to start filming in June of this year. So that's what we're looking at. It was recording. uh, There, Sorry, I can't speak. It was we have an article from Discussing Film that says that the plan is to begin filming in June of this year in the UK. So it's a it's a firm date. And I guess unless anything changes when any of the actors, something you know goes on where they have to push it back, we do have a start date. So we have something to look forward to. Pete, I'm sure you're looking forward to not try, for to blocking people so we don't see set picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my thing. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm more of a muter than a blocker, but right. yeah. Right. Definitely. Uh, I'm just, I'm happy we got the date. You know, that's exciting because I'm really looking forward to this. And I just, I love the first Aquaman. I thought it was great. I can't believe I still am in awe that we have an Aquaman movie. Um, I'm still in awe that Aquaman getting a live action interpretation at all. Like from age, from BVS through to Justice League to Snyder Cut, just, I know, Momoa is great. I love, I love the casting. I love the casting of everybody, even as controversial as Amber Heard has been over the past few months. Um, I, I really enjoyed her interpretation of Mira uh, and to have Mr. Defoe, uh, as much as Rick doesn't like him as Volko, uh, really is exciting to me. And I can't wait. And, you know, the just I love Black Manta. I love that first Aquaman. So finally, just to, to move forward with the sequel. I mean, geez, it's just amazing. The Aquaman 2. I never thought we'd get an Aquaman right? 2. Right, Never. he's always been a punchline, right? So now we're getting mm-hmm. a, the fact we're getting a second one. Yeah, um, really awesome. And yeah, that movie, the first one is like as comic comic book movie as you could get. That's just a really, 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 really fun ride. So it's, I mean, that movie's insane from start to finish. It's it's so good. I love, <laughs> I love the fact they got Topo in there. Yeah, I mean Patrick Wilson as Orm. I just it's and then uh, you know Drago as. Uh, <laughs> As King Nears is just, it's, I'm like, man, like, geez, again, like Juan casted a great movie for the people that he did cast. We know Snyder casted uh, Mira and uh, oh, Aquaman. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's been all, you know, everything's been thumbs up for me and we've got, you know, possibly, you know, segue into our next little bit here, you know, Geeks Worldwide released uh, possible scenarios on who to cast. So why don't you take that away? Yeah, so apparently they're looking to cast two female roles and one male role. And one of the female roles, it says Marin. She's a 30s to 40s female, mixed race, intelligent and formidable with an American accent. So if anyone's out there, 30 to 40 actress, <laughs> mixed race, looking to, to get into a film, take this as your casting call. So, And then our friend Casey Walsh at Geeks Where Why goes on to explain what he thinks it could be, that these mm-hmm. roles could be. So this says for her, based on Aquaman lore, this could be a number of characters, but judging by the intelligent, formidable description, it sounds like this could be describing a villain. Possibilities include Black Jack, Siren, or Bress. Judging by the other characters below, I think he thinks Jack Black is a good possibility, but again, he's just guessing. Um, yeah. The other female is Ray, mid-late 20s, female, mixed race, tough, and authoritative. And then we have Core as the male role, 40 to 50s, male, open to any ethnicity, domineering and cunning with a British accent. So Tom McClellan, I don't think you're 40 yet. Sorry, man, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put your, your name in the hat for this one. Um, so Pete, with all that information, what do you think? Do you have guesses? Yeah, I mean, well, Aquaman 1 ended on um, a Dr. Shin finding Black Manta. And then kind of like, well, how do I get to, you know, like that whole, that whole credit scene. So that leads me to thinking that it's, 
I'm leaning towards uh, Blackjack and uh, Fisher King of Nemo. Uh, and it's going to be some sort of like, I don't know, race to Atlantis. Let's find Aquaman. Like, I just, I, I feel like that's where it's going to go. Cause Dr. Shin has, he, he ends up having like a love hate relationship with Aquaman, depending on which version it is. And right. sometimes Aquaman doesn't tell him where Atlantis is. And then he kind of tries, and then he gets upset and then he gets, you know, he tries to get him back. And, you know, even in parts of Aquaman, you know, we see Randall Park talking about, you know, oh, this is an invasion. Atlantis isn't going to start invading Earth. So right. the seeds were planted. So it leads me to believe that Nemo will be a part of this uh, adventure to discover Atlantis um, and, uh, you know, the players involved, you know, and it, it just makes sense with Black Manta. And, you know, now that he has his sub and he's got his vendetta that he's going to want, you know, uh, revenged and... Uh, that's where I'm, I, I'm leaning. I think I think uh, Geesh Worldwide did a great job writing up possible scenarios. And, you know, I was talking to Casey about this. And he's like, hey, look, this is just speculation. I was like, no, nah, dude, I love this. I love fan speculation. Like, I'm not one to write the movie in my head. But, like, I like talking about it before I know about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just – Yeah. It just – it helps generate the buzz. And it just gets me excited that, you know, like I said, Aquaman too. Like, who would have thought we got this? And then it's going to be a big showdown between Black Manta and Aquaman. Like, that that's great, you know, and – I'll worry about Aquaman three and whoever the hell they decide to put in that one. Cause that's where the villainry, I feel like gets a little thin for Aquaman. You know, right. He's got Orm and he's got black Manta, but uh, I'll worry about that when the time comes, I'll, I'm going to enjoy Aquaman two for what it is. And I trust, I trust James Wan. I really do. I think, you know him, I think him, Jeff Johns, uh, I believe, I, I don't know if Will Beal has a part in this as well, but you know, whoever's the creative team that was involved the first one, and, you know, you guys got me sold and let's just, let's get it popping. I think, and this is um, just me speculating really out of the box, but I think if they do any other kind of a team-up thing, Aquaman 3 could be a movie that has other characters from the the universe in uh, it. There's a, there's a run, I think it's in New 52, Aquaman and the others, where Aquaman kind of has a team, you know, of right. Atlanteans and stuff like that. So maybe something like that. That's not a, that's not a crazy idea. I kind of appreciate that, you know, maybe taking a little inspiration from Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know. Yeah, something like that where there's more like they expand upon his side of things. Um, who knows? Maybe we see Aqualad. I have no idea. But I just I, I don't want them to get like I, I would. The first movies like it's kind of like or it's Aquaman and Orm and they kind of invade Earth and then this one is kind of like Aquaman again again against humans. I I wouldn't mind an entire movie exploring more Atlantean lore. You know, in, in a third one, but like I said, I'll, I'll worry about that. Yeah, it's gonna. I guess we're gonna have to see where they take him with this film, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have to see where the where they want to go with Aquaman in the second one, because as we know now, he just basically became king of Atlantis. So yeah, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of that part of his journey with this iteration of the character. So we have to see what they're gonna do. Um, this is one of the films, like you said, that I'm really looking forward to. So, uh. I can't wait for this. And the fact that, again, we're getting more casting. They're trying to round out the cast. All this is good news because these movies are coming. And this one is supposed to come December of next year. So That's cool. So Aquaman's month is December. Hopefully that keeps up. Yeah. Yeah. They'll keep it like Star Wars when they – well, what they were doing in the beginning. I hope he doesn't go against Star Wars. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, no. He got a fight going with Star Wars and Aquaman. I I don't even – yeah. I don't think they have any – unless that the Rogue Squadron movie is coming out that month i don't oh, know patty don't do, do, patty don't stick <laughs> aquaman please i don't know if they're gonna do uh what's coming up other than that in movies for star wars so we i think we're okay there um having to go against star wars because yeah that's usually a losing battle for anyone uh going against them so moving right along with casting of another film that i know both of us have talked about and we're really excited about and this is a character that I have wanted to see cast for a while. And they casted um, really good with this. Really, really. In- I was interested. It was interesting at first, but I'm really, really happy they did it. So I'm talking, of course, about Black Adam and I'm talking about Dr. Fate. Now they have cast former James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan to play Dr. Fate. Now, Pete, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think of the casting? I mean, it's great. I didn't. I. I did not expect Pierce Brosnan to be Dr. Fate. Um, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. Uh, I, I can't wait to see him take on uh, Nobu and the gold helmet and just everything that comes with playing Dr. Fate and just how insane. I, I wonder what they're going to do with the voice when he's actually Dr. Fate. I wonder how they'll distort yeah. it a little bit or whatever. Cause I, 
I'm, I'm, I'm just really interested to see what they do. I, this movie like has such a justice society vibe to it. And it seems that, you know, AT&T, DC, Warner brothers are really playing heavy into the JSA star girls, heavily influenced by the JSA. Um, you know, Hawkman's in this movie, uh, you know, Adam Smasher's in this movie. It's so, it's, you know, uh, um, it's Cyclones, so vintage yeah. Cyclones in it. Thank you. Um, I know. And I just, I, I'm really excited to see what this is going to be and what are the possibilities of this? Cause you know, it, the, the, the questions I have for this movie just out of like pure, like speculation and enjoyment really kind of like, I, I, while I do want to see Shazam take on black Adam, I'm really happy that we're getting introduced to black Adam in a way, you know, like they're kind of not BVSing this where they're putting everyone together in one movie. It seems like, and right. it's, you know, at least in that terms, but then I get kind of concerned, like, is this like BVS? Are you introducing the JSA in this movie for a JSA film? So it's weird. It, it kind of goes both ways. So I contradict myself there. And it, I, I, I'm just very curious, like what, what, what's next? Like, do you, are we going to get a JSA film? Will we get a JSA film before we get another justice league movie? Like, that'll be interesting. I don't know. It does sound like that's the way they're going. Um, and again, that would be something that for the the mainstream audience would be interesting to see their reaction to something like that. Um, they're you know. lesser known heroes, so, right? Yeah. Exactly. So they're lesser known of the of the heroes. I think Hawkman people might know, obviously. Um, CW. Yeah, but yeah. that that's probably about it from from the Doctor Fate was in Smallville, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he was. He was in Smallville. So. The people, you know, he's been around in something before, but he's not someone known. And I mean, obviously, the the comparison quickly to make is, of course, is Doctor Strange from Marvel. So, you know, you can go there if people want to know what kind of character he is. There you go. You can mm -hmm. go in that direction and to explain it a little bit. But um, there's been various iterations. And the, the Hollywood Reporter article says he's definitely playing Kent Nelson. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's good. That's good as uh, he's like, I believe he was the first one too. So that's awesome. interesting because in Hawkman, you have the character who can physically go at Black Adam, but in Dr. Fate, you have the character who can mystically go at Black Adam. Black Adam's kind of like a combination of those two guys. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they take on Black Adam and what the role is. And then you have someone like Adam Smasher who can change his size and yep. masks. So, and then Cyclone who can control elements. So it, it'll be, I'm, I'm very interested. Like, I'm just, I know. I'm like, wow, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, the JSA is the, is an older property too. Obviously it's mm -hmm. changed over time, but it's been around since the forties. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you know, this is, this is going to be cool to see. I really do hope that they're setting us up for that kind of a film. I wonder, you know, my next question is like, is there a flash in this? Yeah. I'm very curious. Right. Yeah. It, it would be Jay. It'd be yeah. interesting to see, you know, and maybe, I don't know. Is there, is there some sort of tease, a flashpoint with it? I, you know, who, who knows? I don't know. I don't know if that's even on Muccietti's radar with his movie, but right. it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, you mentioned the JSA and it's, it's hard to have a JSA without the flash and without Alan Scott's green lantern. That's true. That's a very so, good point. You know, all, all positive things that just, you know, positivity in the DC fandom is a great thing. And, you know, this this is another thing this week that we should be celebrating. Yes, definitely. And again, another good actor in a comic book film is only something to celebrate. So this mm -hmm. project apparently is going to start in, uh, excuse me, is going to start production in Atlanta next month. Or actually, what, seven days from now? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's great. So, I, I, you know, I would assume... I'm assuming all the major roles are casted. So, you know, maybe we don't get a Jay Garrick or an Alan Scott in the JS. And that's fine. We don't need to. But, you know, it's just great to, like, man, like, I, The Rock is as charismatic as they come. And to finally get him in the DC universe after so many years of talking about it, I'm very excited that this movie's starting. Well, let me propose this to you, Pete. Um, we heard that in Stargirl, Jay Garrick might be coming there. John so, Wesley ship. Yeah. Yeah. So is this a multiverse deal? Maybe with this film? Uh, I mean, if, if you're telling me that I'm going to see uh, John Wesley ship on the silver screen as Jay Garrick, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm know, just putting I'm it out there, right? We've heard a lot about the multiverse. They, they talk DC about the multiverse. Doing. I don't, I don't know. Um, so. 
I don't know what Earth this is or whatnot. I don't. I don't know if the, you know. I this is. I'm assuming this is a DCEU movie, right? So it connects to Shazam, which connects to Man of Steel, which connects to Wonder Woman, which connects to Aquaman and Birds of Prey. So yeah. To be brutally honest, I mean, I don't care. Just make me a good movie. I don't care. <laughs> I what agree with you, and it doesn't it have to be. But you know, Flashpoint's going to connect to Batman and Batman Returns yeah. and the DCEU. <laughs> And I just I don't give two Fs. I just want to sit back with my yeah. Sprite and my popcorn and enjoy this. And I will. Yeah. I, I'm hopefully I will. We had Ezra Miller in Crisis on the CW. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you know you could play around with in your head. Sometimes that could be dangerous, but it's fun to speculate about yeah. you know where we might go with this stuff. So yeah, Pierce Brosnan guys, Doctor Fate, Black Adam again. Starts production in April. And when is this slated for release? Do we know? Let's see here. When is this slated to go? Check out. Oh, man, I love Google. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It doesn't. IMDb doesn't even have it up here. Doesn't have a date? No. Well, maybe it's not slated yet. Who knows? No. Uh, yeah, nothing. All so. right, so it's coming. That's what. It'll be, whatever. That's, they're they're filming it. That's all that matters to me, right? Yes, exactly. They're filming it, and like you said, with the castings that we've gotten and the what little we know about it seems really freaking cool. So we're getting it. So there was so much more we have found out. Just this 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 cycle, and um, just different characters too. Like this cycle of news is just was just a lot of fun to go through. Yeah. Um. So we also got news that everyone, I don't know if you've seen Promising Young Woman, Pete. Um, I have not, but Nico can't stop talking about it. Yes. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. It's an excellent movie. Carrie Mulligan is excellent in it. Um, But the director and writer, um, Emerald Fennell of Promising Young Woman, has been tasked by DC to write a Zatanna movie. Um, Now, when I saw this, I was like, wow, this is a really, really interesting film. Mm to be going with um again not one of the well-known um characters in the dc universe but um what do you think uh i i don't know anything about uh emerald uh fennel but uh zatanna is one of my favorite characters all time she's got connections to batman to swamp thing justice league dark yeah um me personally even more than dr fate i think she's dc's answer to dr strange okay um, and she's got a little bit of a, a showman uh, vibe to her. Right. You know, she moonlights as a, you know, depending on what iteration, but she usually moonlights as a Vegas magician mm-hmm. and, and saves the world. Uh, I guess she's, I, I would say she's a Vegas magician by night and a superhero by day. Right. Yeah. And it can be really cool. We're, um, you know, just doing a lot of mystic stuff, monsters. Uh, I, I have no idea. It, uh, you can incorporate so many elements. Um, and then her father, uh, uh, Zatara is a, uh, is a huge part of, um, DC comics lore. Uh, uh I believe they are Italian. So that makes me even happier. <laughs> uh, I believe his name is Giovanni. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. And it's just, she's one of those characters who pops up on like Batman, the animated series. And we've had a couple justice league, dark animated movies recently. So it's, it's always a pleasure to see Zatanna pop up. And like I said, she's one of my favorites. So I'm, I'm really excited. And everyone tells me that uh, Fennel is, is not only a great writer, but a great director. So if she writes and directs this, I, I don't, you know, I, I imagine there's going to be a decent amount of CGI, but I can't see this being a huge, big tentpole type thing. I, I, right. I can imagine it could probably have a modest budget, you know, not, not something extravagant. Um, so I'm really p- pumped up about this. Uh, it's just, there's been rumors. Is this an HBO max show? What is this? Is it a movie back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we finally have gotten word. So again, just, just really excited. I- I'm so, so happy that Zatanna is going to get her due. And I-, I really think this is her time to shine. And, you know, it, it, I think, you know, it's one of those things where like, you kind of thank the MCU for doing Dr. Strange. Cause I think this prepares everyone for that type of thing. You know, someone's got to do it first, you know, like, you know, without Superman 78, we're not here where we are now without That's Batman 89. So it's like, you know, they go hand in hand, they help out each other. And I think the mystic elements of Dr. Strange have gotten the general audience ready for both Zatanna and Dr. Fate. So th- nothing but great news for me. Yeah. Um, this is also being uh, produced by Bad Robot. And this is part of J.J. Abrams's large overall deal with Warner Media. So 
this is another influence from Abrams. As we heard, we heard news about the Superman film, obviously that he, that he's producing as well with Ta-Nehisi Coates writing. Mm-hmm. So JJ Abrams is now starting to get his finger, his hands on some of these properties, which for me, cause I'm a JJ Abrams guy. I'm really, really happy about. And yeah. Yeah. And as far as Emerald Fennel, um, she's nominated, as the director for Promising Young Woman this year in the Oscars. So guys, she definitely has the chops. She's worked, she's done work on a bunch of other things. Um, She's, she's also acted in certain movies. Like she's, she's, she's more than just a a writer director. So she's, she's definitely accomplished. And I'm very now knowing that she's doing it and that we're getting, I'm very, very interested to see what they do here. This is going to be something um, very interesting because, like I said, this is the Tana is not a well-known character except to people like you, and um, you know. So I want to see what they do here. I'm I know because I mean, look, like they like they do with every movie in the world. The vigilantes have seen this <laughs> uh, promising young woman, and they love it. So yes. I, you know, I, I, I I'll take them for their word. I'll, I'll check it out uh, when I mean I'm, I don't know if it's streaming yet or if it's a day and day. I have no idea. I'll I'll, I'll find a way to track it down somehow. But um, I'll check it out because I mean those, those I mean, uh, Zeddy and Nico have been talking about this movie like it's nobody's business. So they, yeah. like just their initial tweets, they, they you know I believe they like to use the word slaps a lot, whatever that means. <laughs> for so I hear it slaps. So uh, you know I got to check it out. Well, I've seen it and it is very good. Okay, it is. Would a, you say it slaps? It does slap. Yes, I just it does, it does slap, and it's a, a very um. It's 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 very it's a character study. It's very very good, and okay. um, Carrie Mulligan again is fantastic. Like she is so good in this movie. Um, I wouldn't mind her seeing playing Zatanna. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I wouldn't mind her if they if she sticks in her her wheelhouse like some directors do. And That's what bring, they were saying. They were right? like she should write it. If she's writing it. She should also direct it. They should have Mulligan. I was like I'm like yeah whatever. Like yeah, trust the director and let's 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 get it going. Yeah. So. Here we go, guys. Another 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 bit of good news with Satana and another obscure character as well. We're getting uh we we got news that DC Films is penning a script for. So Our Man. Now, Pete, I want you to run with this one. Uh because you probably know more about him than I do. So Yeah, uh well, uh our man who is uh, another JSA character, which kind of was like, I'm like, man, again, just nothing but confidence about the, the JSA moving forward. They're kind of everywhere all over um, uh, Warner media here. And uh, I believe it is, I'm trying to find the, I can't remember now I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Tyler Rex Tyler is the son who, uh, well, our man basically has a, he's a, he's a brilliant uh, pharmaceutical uh, mind who came up with a formula or some sort of potion that gives him basically Superman strength for an hour at a time for a day. So he takes this, I believe it's a pill. He takes the pill and he has unlimited strength. And then, you know, eventually his, it is picked, the mantle is picked up by the sun. And uh, so it's kind of like a, a, what's a lineage, lineage character. If I want to, if I want to be correct. And you saw a really good interpretation of this in uh, star girl and i thought that was really brilliant and i feel like a, with like with a lot of times they use uh so yeah so they use the uh the shows and the animated movies to kind of get a grip of like how people will respond to this and uh you know rick tyler is the uh the son and rex is the father so I think, you know, the Rick Tyler uh, character really resonated with people and he was kind of moody, kind of, you know, trying to find his way, uh, you know, and, and he was very relatable. And I'm I'm interested to see what version of the character they use. I, I kind of, I, I don't know if they want to go with Rick this time around, considering he's on the TV show. So it leans mm-hmm. more towards Rex. And I wonder how they'll play that element with the family element. And, you know, I just... Uh, is it going to be a period piece? Like, does this tie into Black Adam? Like, it, you just, it's, it, you could see connective tissue just by knowing who the characters are in the, in, in all this JSA stuff that's going on. And you're like, wow, like, that's why you're like, okay, so you've got, you've got a, you've got bits and pieces of 
the JSA in Black Adam. And it seems like they're kind of spawning off some characters into their own film. Right. So maybe you do get a, a Green Lantern appearance at some point. Maybe, maybe the Green Lantern that we get on film isn't actually the Green Lantern core, but you know, the golden age, uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern. And that, that's an interesting take and in what he can do. And so I, I have no, I have no idea, but I'm just, I'm excited. This is in very early development, but it yes. is in development. We know with DC, they like to develop things and don't develop them. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's part of that. And it's, again, it's just, like I said earlier, just, they seem to be very confident in how people are reacting to these JSA characters. And it's interesting because they are not as well known as the Justice League of America, but they are, in my mind, just as important. These these characters from even you know back back in the day, right? And it's just cool to see them getting their due. And I've loved what they've done on Stargirl with the kids and carrying on the mantles. And like I said, I, I got a feeling this isn't going to be like that. So I imagine we'll see more Rex than we see Rick. All right. So yeah. So. This is being developed by Shernan Entertainment as well with with DC Films and Warner Brothers. And Shernan Entertainment did the Planet of the Apes trilogy. So I have confidence that this is what whatever they do with this film it will turn out well because those movies were excellent. Like I love. I wonder movies. if Matt Reeves has anything to do with that. Maybe it's possible. It's definitely you know something that could be in play. He's a part of the universe now, so it's something that they definitely might have said. Hey, you know. You know, what do you know about this? Or what do you know about, do you think Shernan would want to do it? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's being written by Gavin James and Neil Widener. Um, I'm not familiar with their work, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. This is, again, another character that I was like, really? They're going there. Like, I knew of him. I just didn't know much about him, but I knew of the character. So when I heard it, I think I even, in our group, I think I texted everyone. I was like, hey, they're doing an Hourman film. Um. Yeah, I was surprised. It's definitely like I'm like our man. Yeah, I'm like really. And then like I said, just they're really like I don't know. Like they they were really confident in the J in these you know JSA characters. Yeah, they so. they definitely are. Like you said, the more we get them, they're definitely going in that direction. And it could be a good thing in the fact that the general audience doesn't know who they are, so they're going in completely without any kind of um you know preconceived notions about what it could be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that works better because you're not looking for things as a, yeah. as so someone viewing this, you're not looking for something. You're just going to watch a movie. So that is man. You know, cause people complain like oh, another Batman reboot, another Superman reboot, another Spider-Man reboot. You can't say that. Like it's our man, you know, unless you're a real big sweaty, I doubt you even watch star girl. Right. You know, let's be really honest. So I've only watched a few episodes. I still have to watch it. Uh, you guys, I, can I tell applaud me. them. I yeah. still have to watch it because I applaud them for taking a chance on our man on on Blue Beetle. You know, yeah. like characters like that. Like, okay, yeah, go for it. Yep. You know, I can watch Batman movies all day, but you know, I I got no issue seeing our man of Blue Beetle. You know. Yeah, the only time you usually see these characters are in like video games, outside of obviously the books. Like, it's very these are very characters like animated animation. Yeah, basically. animation, video games. Um, places like that. So, hey, I'm for it. Let's see it. I want to, whatever you're going to give us, give us more of these characters, flesh out this universe, get us all into other um, parts of the DC universe outside of the characters we already know and love. Yeah. Right. I'm pumped. This all is right. more good news. That's all it is to me. Yes. So, yesterday we got a long-awaited trailer for the suicide squad yeah and um so pete go ahead man give me your impressions tell me what you like didn't like and what uh, you're thinking. all right i'll start off with what i didn't like and uh that's nothing <laughs> i loved it i thought it was great i thought it hit the spot you know that was like a beautiful piece of filet mignon just juicy and delicious and seared perfectly with a crust um I Margot Robbie, I think, can rival Heath Ledger as the most perfect comic book casting of all time. I just think she embodies everything that is Harley Quinn. I think she's she's got to be in your top five if you don't agree with me. I, I I think you have to just you know I think she's so malleable and the character we all love and just dude Idris Elba is a, a, the smoothest guy in the room at all times. John Cena seems to be absolutely perfect as a douchey Captain America. 
and, and just this movie is unapolog- unapologetically James Gunn. It seems to be Guardians of the Galaxy meets uh, the Belko experiment, which he which he wrote and didn't direct. Yeah, you know, it's just I can't wait. It I think it's a, a true blue sequel to the first one. Uh, and I mean, dude, a King Shark and Starro. Like, I don't know what else. What else do you need? What else? Like, I can't imagine Michael Rooker. That it's so. I can't wait. Just, <laughs> I don't need another trailer. I just, I love it. I love it at all. Yeah, I was pretty much the same thing. Like, I had been waiting to see this um, trailer for a while. I mean, we got that little snippet at um, what's it called? Fandom. Yeah. With like, I like that was like, hey, look, we're making something. I just, right. You know, right. Like we got really, and that was cool to see just how they produced it and how much went into actually doing making this movie because there was a lot of explosions. I remember seeing it. Um, and I remember all of them talking about it and I remember them all liking each other. Like that was the cool thing. And that comes across even in like what we've seen um, from the trailer yesterday. Yeah. Uh, using the song Dirty Work from Stilly Dan is a perfect, so perfect, perfect song for this. Like it was awesome. Uh, you get to see King Shark like, oh, man, Polka Dot Man. There's the that one little um, thing with him and Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport, right? Bloodsport, yeah. When he says um, they're going to kill us and then Polka Dot Man says, I hope so. Like, it's just everything. And you're right. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Now we've seen her. What? This is the third time. Yeah. Fourth, third time. Right. And uh, yeah, she is just so perfect in this role. Um, and I feel like this one will be different even than what we got in Birds of Prey and which was different than what we got from the first Suicide Squad film, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. And obviously movies are made for uh, movies like this are made with movie stars and she is a movie star. So, yeah, you I know, just, her. She is amazing. Um, Viola Davis, it, we don't see much of her in this, but she's still as cold and as chilling as she was at the first one. The greatest eye roll in history. Like, right? it's just it's <laughs> tremendous. I mean, I love this thing from beginning to end. Um, I don't understand a lot of the negative reaction, especially about the humor. Oh, I can tell you why. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but I know why. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Like, I understand people want. Like Marvel has the humor thing and that's people like say, okay, that's kind of their thing and people want an alternative to that. But I mean, for this kind of movie, you kind of need it because if not, it would be really, really gory and bloody, <laughs> you well, know? Like, I, think, I think that's why the roster is so big. I think a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's a James Gunn movie. You know exactly what you're getting into. I mean, right. Guardians of the Galaxy, he's got a little bit of a leash on him and we know why that's a Disney product and I get it. Um, but like I've said this before, like if you want a real feel for what I think this movie's going to be, check out Slither. It's a, it's like this alien invasion zombie movie he did. Michael Rooks, Michael Rooker's in it. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Nathan Fillion's in it. It's great. It's my favorite James Gunn movie. I think uh, I think that's going to be very similar to this. Uh, so it's just hey, look, you know what Gunn's going to bring to the table? Him and A are different, and. Uh, we, we know the drama behind the original movie. Right. Um, we know that's not Ayer's true vision, uh, but it still has glimpses and it's, it is a little serious in, in terms of military, you know, Ayer loves, Ayer loves the military yes. and, you know, James Gunn is a lover of, of comic books and comic movies. And you could tell the difference between the two. Like it's, it, it's, it feels a sequel. It, it's a sequel because like, you know, even Rooker says, so this is the famous suicide squad. Right. You know, so there's that line in there. And then, you know, clearly Harley got captured and they're a team and we don't leave one of our own behind. So they've been together for a while. They've been on many missions. So it's cool. It's it's just, you know, you got someone else behind the helm. So it looks a little bit different, but I, I appreciate it. And I, I, for one, I enjoyed the original and uh, I look forward to just this different take on it. And, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But it just I, I'm a James Gunn fan. I know he's got I know he's done some crazy things on Twitter and stuff and. You know, I, I you know I don't condone that stuff, but uh, professionally, I think he's he's a magnificent mind, and I really look forward to you know watching this film. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I liked the first film. Um, I liked Air's movie. Uh, I definitely would love to see the other one, even though they said they're not going to. So I was I was bummed about that. Yeah, I'm bummed. I'm not gonna. But yeah, I agree with everything you on. said, man. This it definitely is a sequel. It's definitely bigger. It's broader. It's, it's got obviously many more characters. Um, my only fear always with these kind of films is that somebody's going to get shorted. And I hate when that happens, but I'm hoping that gun can do this, um, and make sure everyone gets their due. 
mm-hmm. in one um, way, shape, or form. I hope that it, my only concern going into this movie is I don't want it to be overly jokeified. I kind of hope that what we saw in the trailer is kind of what we get. Like, I just, I, I've said this before, and I think I love Deadpool, and I like Deadpool 2. I think Deadpool 2 went a little too overboard with what Deadpool 1 was successful with. So I'm interested to see, you know, because I feel like this movie is going to be James. I feel like it'll be Guardians of the Galaxy Unleashed. I think it'll be really similar to that, but with the the R rating that Warner Brothers can provide someone like James Gunn. And uh, you and I both agree Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is not a good movie. We do not like that movie. The first one is far superior. Yes. And I think he needed to be reined in a little bit. So, uh, I, you know, like I have my concerns, I, I, you know, it's, and uh, from, but that's also the only James Gunn movie I don't like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So oh. I'm, I I think, you know, hopefully that was more studio mandate than it was James Gunn and uh, they pushed him in that direction, but we'll see what happens. Um, but from what I see, I really enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. Um, this kind of feels like, 70s action war movie mixed in with comic book elements so you're thinking like you know apocalypse now right that comes to mind even even kong skull island stuff like that you know i know it's not 70s but you know kong skull island's heavily influenced by apocalypse now so you, you know you kind of you kind of get that vibe and uh I, i'm all for it and uh you know it's funny we mentioned kong skull island because I, I you know <laughs> I've been, I'm, I got Kaiju fever, boys. Uh, <laughs> and then to see Starro, and I fully expect that fat dude to get a shot in the head. Like, I expect Waller to kill that guy very early on. I don't think that dude makes it out past that line. I think that's why we are introduced to that guy. So, uh, uh, you know, because we've seen her, we've seen her kill people for much less. Yes. Yes. And, uh, yes. You know, and also, creator John Ostrander was in the trailer. Yeah. He inserts the the brain bomb. Yeah. So uh, I'm just uh, I, I think it I I think this movie's going to be a, a big hit. I really do. I I think James Gunn has got himself uh, uh, you know something on his hands that we're really going to enjoy. And certain people are not going to like it. And we all know who you are. And we all know your reasons. Yep. And uh, you know, uh, sorry, but uh, I'm going to enjoy this DC film movie. Yeah, that's, I think. That's it. Guys, just give it a chance. Like, don't don't do this to yourself. That's all I'm gonna say. That's my PSA. Don't just do have this fun to with it. Just yeah. have fun with it. Just like, just be happy. We're getting movies. Give it just a be chance. Happy. I'm tired of the infighting. I really am. And yeah, like you know, I throw my shots, and you know, when people are acting reckless, and you know, sometimes I'm no better than them. But just just enjoy this, please. Yeah, let's give this a shot, man. It's. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm just gonna say it. They're listed as executive producers, right? So associate, not executive associate. associate. Sorry. So there you go. So like, there's it, their influence obviously is here. Just enjoy the movie for what it is. Um, oh, okay. You're talking about the actual. Yes, they are listed yes. as Debbie and Zach are executive producers. Yes, they're executive producers on this. So you know, you can't restore what was never taken away, right? Exactly. It's something that's coming from their universe that they created. Um, so definitely guys, just have fun with it. Gun is, this is what he does really well. Um, we saw it with the first guardians. Like you said, Pete, we saw it with the first guardians of the galaxy. We, again, we both didn't like two, but the first one is one of my favorite comic book movies ever. I agree. So let him do his work here. And I, David Ayer supports this movie. Like he tweeted yep. out fire and fist bumps. Like, yeah, he's all for it. Like, you know, he's, he, he, you know, he, while he does want his cut and he wants his vision out there, he's not, he doesn't hate James Gunn. Right. James Gunn's just out there trying to get paid to do a job. And, you know, Ayer understands that his, his beef isn't with Gunn. Nope. It's with the studio. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure David Ayer will work with Warner brothers again at some point. And, you know, I'm sure he'll get his movie out. You know, it'll just take time. He'll probably have to, you know, weather the Donner storm yeah. of 20 some years. And, you yeah. know, but that's that, you know, and it's, you know, Joe Mangino said it not, not too long ago. Hey, that's Hollywood. You know, like things change. It's true. It's true. And this, again, this is a movie that's looks like a ton of fun. So, you know, don't worry about like ugh, the humor, or whatever. I mean, it's there. It's in the movie. Obviously, you can't like I said, you can't do a movie like this without it because it really, really damn depressing. So you have I, to have as long as it doesn't feel like forced humor. Like I feel like sometimes MCU uses forced humor. This which, doesn't feel like forced humor. It feels exactly. Like this is this is appropriate humor for whoever wrote the movie. You know exactly. Like, like Har- Harley's line at the end. Yes, it's very over the top, but it's 
I feel like it's very accurate. You know, it's her. Like to me, that's like you know, she's crazy. Something like, like in Far From Home, I think Barf is very forced. I think that's forced <laughs> humor. I, I do. I, I I don't think that's good writing at all. Well, now I gotta talk I've, about Far From Home. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I think that's a prime example. Sometimes in Doctor Strange, the 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 uh, the cape is a little too much. Oh, I don't agree with that. I think I the think cape is perfect, right. but it's too Aladdin. For it's me. kind of well. It worked. Aladdin was good, so why not? Oh, I loved Aladdin. I loved Aladdin. (laughs) Both versions. What's the problem? Yeah, both versions were good. That's another. That's another podcast. We could do Disney movies if you want that aren't Marvel movies or Star Wars. We could do a Disney podcast one day if you want. That would be probably be pretty fun to do. Maybe we get. Maybe we could get Andy Gijanova on that one. Maybe that would be fun to do. Dude, that is a time difference. He's out in China. <laughs> I know. I don't know how we would we do it, but I know he loves. I'd, I'd love to. Get, I'd love to get Andy on. I'd love to talk some uh, Batman with Andy. He's yeah. uh, you know, podcast oh, yeah. legend. Yes, he is. So that would be fun. All right, Pete. What else are we going to talk about? That's it. We're over the hour mark. I'm done. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, man. So go ahead and plug away. Tell us what you're on a lot of different things right now. So tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete illustrated. Uh, please follow our show account straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, please check out my Spider-Man adventures at Italians for Spidey. I am the consigliere of that account with the vigilante 1939 boys. Love it. Please uh, also support at Team Yellow Oval as I uh, try to convince Andy Muccietti to bring back the Yellow Oval for the first time since 1995's Batman Forever, now that we know Keaton will be in the movie. Love that, too. Uh, I, I missed out on uh, convincing Matt Reeves, but hopefully uh, Andy Muccietti, being a fellow Italian, will listen to me and support yes. my wishes. Uh, what else? You can check out my reviews for Dark Detective, Man Bat, and Detective Comics on BatmanOnFilm.com proper. You can check out my interviews with Michael Uslin, Lauren Lester, Tara Strong, and Kevin Conroy on Batman on Film YouTube. On Batman on Film YouTube, I also have toy reviews for um, Mafex action figures, McFarlane action figures, and Mattel DC Multiverse action figures. Uh, I will be on uh, Ryan Lauer's Batman Book Club coming up. I think I'm on episode 50, and we recently just did a comic books, Batman comics for the month of March. So check out the Batman Book Club. Please also check out the latest edition of the Batman on Film Social Hour as me, uh, the editor-in-chief himself, the gumbo guru, uh, Bill Jet Ramey, and uh, the Wizard of Wacker, Lower Wacker Drive, Mr. Ryan Lauer. Uh, we discuss uh, the Suicide Squad trailer. We do a little reaction and stuff. So that's, uh, that's my spiel for today. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to the champion of Long Island. Mr. Eric Holzman. Yes, Pete. Um, thanks for clearing up the names. When I was on the social hour last week, there was a problem. So Brian didn't recognize his own name. Yeah, so thanks for clearing that up. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. As Pete mentioned, follow us also our Twitter account, street underscore O underscore G. Um, check us out on Facebook. You, we have our Facebook show page and our Facebook group page. Uh, the group is getting more members. So thank you guys for coming and, and wanting to be a part of that group. That's where we discuss all of the stuff that we talk about here. So if you guys want to be part of the group, check us out over there. Um, Again, the show page is just for us to notify you of what's coming up. When the show is posted, it's posted there as well. So definitely check that out. Um, I think that's it. Sounds about right to me. I think that's all we have. All right. So for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah.